it is good to welcome family back into the services. Brother Roy and Sister Peggy and Sister Deanna and uh, Ken, I'm sorry. It took me a while. I'm, I'm bad at names. I hardly know my own, but uh, it's good to have y'all. I tell you what, uh, I love them people with all my heart. They have been so dear to me and Lori and uh, Brother Roy, Sister Peggy's husband that has gone on to be with the Lord, was a wonderful friend of mine. There are times still today that I'll think about him and I laugh because he wasn't a comedian and he was serious natured, but what he said was comical. One time I took him to the doctor. We're going down the 95 to the doctor's office. He goes, now, pastor, he goes, when I get through seeing the doctor, he goes, will you do me a favor? I said, well, sure, brother. What what do you want? You're going to get me a hamburger. He goes, because the Gestapo at home will not let me eat. I said, but I don't want to make your wife mad at me because she does cook for me sometimes. He says, she'll never know unless you tell it. I said, okay, brother. But uh, he was a very dear friend of mine. I I miss him. I can't believe he's been gone so long. But you know how good and faithful God is? Sister Perry, Peggy married another brother Roy. Amen. And I... There you go. There you go. Uh, I have learned to love him just as much. Uh, Again, I love that family, and I'm glad y'all are here. We miss you when you're not, but thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for y'all. I may sit down in a little bit because this old knee is giving me trouble, but how many of you have ever been in a parking lot or maybe even in your own driveway and looked down on the ground and you found a penny? How many of you picked it up? The majority of us pick them up. Uh, I go by what old uh, Benjamin Franklin said, a penny earned is a penny saved, right? And But there have been times I've pulled into the Walmart parking lot and I'd see a penny there and look like it had gum on it or some gunk. And I'll be honest, I've walked right by And I'm thinking, well, it's just a penny. Understand this morning that God considers every one of us, everybody in the whole world to be of value. He doesn't just choose when he sees us in the dirt to walk right on by. Why? Because we're of value to him. You say, Pastor John, what's the big deal? It's a penny. It's only worth one cent. Well, that penny, if you pick up enough of them, guess what? They become of value. And it's the same way in the world today. We may see lost people out there and they may not be living lives that are glorifying God and bringing honor to his son Jesus, 
But you understand this morning that when the Lord looks down and sees them, he sees there's value. You see, all of us, according to the word of God, were created in his image for one reason. Isaiah tells us that we were created to bring glory to God. All of us. You say, oh, you just got just to save. No, no. God gets glory in everything. You see, when a lost sinner comes to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, understand that's where God gets the most glory. Because he takes a lost, invaluable sinner, changes that sinner, and makes him fit and usable for his glory. You see, man was created to glorify God and to fellowship with God. But you know what happened? Man sinned in the garden. And from that moment, fellowship with God was broken. And the only way God could restore fellowship from man who is depraved, you say, ah, don't call me a depraved sinner. Sorry, you're a depraved sinner like I'm a depraved sinner. Everybody in the world is a depraved sinner. We are born in sin. But in the garden, fellowship was broken. And it wasn't anything that Adam and Eve could have done except not be disobedient. But there was nothing they could do to get that fellowship back. It was God who had to extend his son into the world so that we could fellowship and be brought back. So turn your Bibles real quick. I'm not going to keep you long. How many people in here are tired? I'm tired. Now, Brother Tucci brought a lunch this morning in case I got long-winded. I told him we were going to have to ask the Lord to bless that lunch bag so that those two fish and five loaves would go a long ways this morning. But what I was going to say is we did some moving. I say we. I can't do a whole lot with this old knee. But uh, it's been a long week for us. And I know some of us are tired. So I'm pretty much, I'm straightforward. I'm going to give you the word and we're going to go to the house. But if you're here today, May God's word penetrate your heart. May God's spirit deal with you so that you know God loves you and that you need to be saved. And may you get saved today. So everybody in Luke 15, there's three parables there. And the reason the parables are there is uh, there's a parable of sheep, coin, and of course a son. And the reason, go ahead and stand if you will. I'll let you sit down in a minute. There's only three verses I'm going to use as a text. But uh, the reason this parable was given was, you see, the Pharisees were giving the Lord a hard time. Man, he's always around sinners. Well, aren't you glad that he chooses to be around us sinners? Where would we be if Jesus didn't want to have nothing to do with us? So that's why he gave this parable. You say, well, what is a parable? Well, 
A parable is an earthly story with a spiritual truth in there. There's a reason that Jesus spoke in parables. But he spoke in a way that was earthly so things could be understood. People knew about sheep back then. People knew about a coin. We're talking about a silver coin. So is everybody in 15? Let's begin with verse 8. He said, Either what woman woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, does not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. And when she has found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God, excuse me, over one sinner that repents. Father, we love you, praise you, thank you for this day, thank you for this time you've given. Dear God, I just pray now that you'll just speak to our hearts, Lord, through your word. Lord, I don't know the spiritual condition those that are here, but Lord, if there's a need, especially concerning salvation, I pray your Holy Spirit will convict and convince and draw them to you before it's eternally too late. Thank you for everyone gathered here. Thank you for our church family. Thank you for our guests and visitors. And Lord, I just pray you'll give me the words to say that I might preach in boldness and authority your truths that you've laid upon my heart. Have your way in this service, for we ask it the blessed name of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. He's speaking in this prayer where he talks about a woman had ten pieces of silver. Now, now understand the customs of that day. Usually, and i got to sit down for a second here. Usually, uh, those coins were given by the Father as like a dowry. When she was married. And they would put those coins around their head. And there's a reason for that. One, it signified like a wedding ring that she was no longer available. She was not on the market for matrimony. Okay? Two, it also showed that if, you know, back then we think about quickie divorces today. And by the way, divorce is way too high. It's a shame. It's supposed to be one man, one woman for life. Amen. But uh, back then, it was also a show to her husband that, you know what, if you divorce me, uh, back then, I'll tell you how easy it was to get divorced. I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you. I'm done. It was to show she had money and she could take care of herself. And then the third reason that coin was valuable to her because when a wife was unfaithful, they would take a coin and that would signify she was unfaithful. So that's why the coins were very important. Now she's lost one. And it was valuable to her because of what it meant. Understand This morning, you are valuable to God because of what you mean to Him. Now the world will tell you, 
Oh, you're worthless. We don't think you're valuable at all. And you may have convinced yourself, I'm not valuable at all. Wrong. In God's eyes, you are so valuable that he was willing to send his son into the world to redeem you and reconcile you to him so that he could take something that wasn't at the time of great value and make it valuable before him. Now think about that for a second. Now here she has lost a coin. And there was only ten of them. And and I'll go ahead and say it. uh, Majority of the wives back then had dozens of coins. There's only ten. And each coin literally represented a day's wages. She only had ten. And now she's down to nine. That lets me know more than likely her and her husband weren't very well to do. They didn't have a whole lot. So you can understand why she's going to diligently, Brother Ciro, seek out for this coin because it is of value to her. So the Word of God declares. Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, does not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she finds it. You see, you got to understand, homes back then, none of them had windows. And they were dark. So it would take the light of a candle to be able to serve. And let me just say, it takes the light of Jesus to search for us, those of us that are lost and in the darkness of sin. It takes light. So she lights a candle. Now, not only is there no windows and it's dark, but they didn't have carpet. They had dirt floors. You say, dirt? That's another picture of a lost sinner. You see, we are in the dirt and filth of sin. And because of that, we are separated from God. He doesn't even look upon us when we have iniquity in our hearts and in our lives. See, everybody has an idea, well, God just accepts me the way I am. No, he accepts you. By his grace, through the act of faith, but he accepts you because of what his son did for you. So many times in my ministry, and I've been in the ministry quite a while, talking to folks, I have heard this so many times that I just shake my head. Well, God accepts me for the way I am. No, he doesn't. He doesn't accept no one. The way they are because no one is right with him. We are born in iniquity. We are born in sin. And I'm going to say that word again. We are depraved. But he does accept us on the basis of what Jesus did for us on the cross 2,000 years ago. If we receive his atoning work for our own. And then we're accepted. So if you're here this morning 
and you've never trusted Christ or you think you're going to heaven because you're good enough or you're working and earning it, you're in a bad way because that's not going to get you there. You see, it takes light. Just like the woman was smart enough to light a candle and she diligently searched that house for that lost coin. I mean, no doubt she went to every room spreading that light everywhere to find that coin. That's a picture of what God does for us. He will go any and everywhere, shining the light, the light of the blessed gospel of Jesus Christ to find us. I'm so thankful he found me when I was in the dark. And let me just say this. There's a lot of folks, intellectually, they're pretty bright. They're sharp. But spiritually speaking... They are in the dark and they have no clue. Why is it important that the Lord gave the commission to the church to take the light to them because they are spiritually in the dark? The Bible says if the gospel is hid, it's hid to them that are lost. So they're in the dark. So here she is with the candle and she's got the light and she's looking. The Bible says that she also swept the house again. Didn't have a vacuum cleaner, Hoover. Dirt floors. Do you realize she's sweeping the dirt and dust that must have come up? But she has her mind on finding the coin. And the floors were dirt. Lost sinners are separated from God because one, they're in the darkness and they are in the dirt of sin. We were born with that nature. And she's sweeping. Now the coin is also in that state unusable. Amen? It's unusable. It's not of any use because it's lost. And until it's found, it can't be used. And that's the way it is with us sinners. We are unusable until we are redeemed by the blood of Jesus and he comes into our hearts, he changes us and then we are reconciled to him and then we are to be used for his glory. But it takes the Lord to do that. And by the way, you find a penny, you find a quarter, it usually has a picture on it, huh? Penny has Lincoln. He's considered the greatest president this country has ever had, and yet he's worth a penny or a $5 bill. 
but it has a picture signifying. Well, you know, it's the same way. We that are lost and marred by sin, we have to have some cleaning. God, just like that coin had to be found and she had to wash it and clean it up so that she could put it back in its rightful place. Sinner friend, the same thing has to be done with you and with me and with everybody. God has to clean us up. And that's where the blood of Jesus comes in. The Bible tells us that we are cleansed, not by our works, not by water in a baptistry or in a creek, but by the precious blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Only the blood. Now, the Bible says that she swept the house and seek diligently till she finds it. In other words, she did everything necessary to find that coin. God has done everything necessary to redeem you and me. We can't redeem ourselves. The church house can't redeem anyone. But Jesus sent God's son, God in the flesh, was sent into the world to redeem you and me. Amen? He came so that we might be redeemed. And notice the Bible says diligently. She didn't quit. She didn't give up. She kept looking until she found the coin. Listen, God is never going to give up on you, sinner friend. He's going to diligently seek you that you might have eternal life. Aren't you thankful? I love what Mark says over in Mark 2. The uh, Bible says Jesus said this. He said, they that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I didn't come to call the righteous to repentance. I came to save that which was lost. That's why Jesus came. I'm so thankful he was diligent enough to have patience. Because he searched for me a long time. I was trying to run from him, hide from him. But you know what I learned? You can't run, you can't hide. He knows exactly where you are. Amen. I knew when he started, after I got saved, and he started dealing with me to preach the gospel, I'll be the first to tell you. Didn't want to do it. Because I was one. (laughs) I grew up. In church, yes, I was lost, but I grew up in church, and uh, I saw how some of the church members treated the pastor, and I said, ooh, I don't want that. Mm -mm." You say, oh, they don't treat them bad. I'm blessed here. But I got some preacher friends that were hurt. I got some preacher friends that have walked away from the ministry because of that. Now I'm going to tell you something. And I'll tell you what I told them. 
if God called you, he expects you to preach till he either calls you home in the rapture or they throw dirt on your face when you're in the ground. You're not going to get away with just quitting on God. Again, I'm thankful that he didn't give up on me. But did you notice something else? You know, it takes light. Christ is that light. And (laughs) we have to have a broom sometimes to sweep the dirt away. Well, we have the word of God and we got the blood of Jesus. But did you notice, where did she lose the coin? It was in the house. Well, what does that mean? It means uh, there's sometimes lost people sitting in the house of God. You say, oh, no. You ever read his parable on wheat and tares? Believe it or not, there's people that are members of the church that are as lost as anybody out there in the world that don't ever come to church. But it was lost in the house. I wondered this morning. Are you just a member of the church? Or do you truly belong to the Lord? Listen, I was one of those. I was lost in the house. I was 14 and made a profession of faith. I was a little older and made a profession of faith. That whole time I was lost in the Lord's house. Didn't get saved till I was 26. But then I know I got saved. And then it meant something to belong to the Lord and his church. Notice what it says next. She was diligent. Well, God's diligent because you're a value center, friend. And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. I want to tell you, when a person meets Jesus, they can't keep it to themselves. They've got to share what Christ has done for them. Amen? I want to tell you when I met Jesus and I knew that my sins had been forgiven. I knew I was saved. I knew my name was in the Lamb's Book of Life. I knew I was going to heaven when I died. I didn't have to worry anymore about laying my head on a pillow and not sleeping throughout the night because I was afraid I would die. And I knew spiritually I was lost and undone. I couldn't wait to pick up the phone. Well, the first thing I did is I went to where my wife was at work. And she looked at me. I said, I got saved. And she'd been praying for me for a long time. But here's the kicker. She wasn't saved either. But she was praying for me. I got saved. Went back. Got on the phone. Started calling my buddies. Telling them what had happened to me. My grandmother came in. Told her what happened. Of course, she was Babdikov. She just started praising the Lord, crying, hugging me. My aunt and uncle lived next door. 
When they got home, I had to go over, hey, guess what happened to me? You want to share what Christ has done for you. And this woman that had lost this coin wanted her neighbors and her friends to rejoice because she had found that coin. And here's something that's even greater. Verse 10. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repents. You realize those of you that have given your heart to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, at that moment when you placed your faith in Christ for salvation, Heaven had a party. And it has a party every time someone comes to Jesus for salvation. Can you imagine? Now, understand, what are they rejoicing over? You see, the angels of God can't be saved. But they're rejoicing in heaven over the salvation of God's creation, me and you, because it glorifies the Lord. Let me ask you something. Jesus came into the world to die for our sins, correct? And Jesus went to the cross. He paid the penalty for our sins. God accepted his sacrifice for the redemption and atonement of our sins. And he was satisfied with the price that was paid for our sins and iniquities. Correct? If Jesus went to all of that trouble to redeem us sinners, then it should come naturally that when a sinner accepts what he did to atone for their sins, when he sees that, naturally, he's going to rejoice. And all of our loved ones that have died in Christ and that are with him, they rejoice. Because that is why he came. You see, she wanted her friends to rejoice with her because she found Something of use and valuable. You are valuable. And God wants to use you, sinner friend. But you got to come to him and ask him to save you. Simple, simple parable to understand God made it simple so we could understand but real quick in close if you're hearing the sound of my voice and you don't think you're very valuable I want to tell you don't listen to Satan Satan wants to think tell us and think that none of us are valuable but that's not what God thinks 
God wouldn't have went to the trouble if we were worthless. Understand, sinner friend, in the eyes of God, you're very valuable. So valuable that Jesus himself, who is God in the flesh, literally hung on a cross to what? Pay the penalty for our sins. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You see, we all owe a debt to God. And you and I can't pay that debt. No matter how rich you are, no matter what you do in this life, it would never be enough to pay the penalty. But here's the good part. You don't have to pay the penalty. I didn't have to pay the penalty because Jesus paid the penalty for us. Amen. Amen. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All of us are sinners. Some of us are bad sinners. Some of us aren't as bad, but we all have the same thing in common. We are sinners. You say, I don't get that. What is there not to get? You say, well, when I was a baby, I wasn't a sinner. Believe it or not, that little baby that comes out of the womb, the moment he breathes his first breath here on earth, you know what? He's a sinner. Oh, at that time, yes, he's small and he's got to grow. He's still born with that sinner's nature. So no, we're all sinners. And because of it, we want to go to heaven. We want eternal life. We want our sins forgiven. We must come through the way of the cross through Jesus Christ who sacrificed himself there. So you are redeemable and you are valuable. So won't you come? To the Lord this morning. Come while you have time. The Bible says now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow. Why? Because we don't know if we'll be here tomorrow. Anything can happen at any time. That's why today, not tomorrow, not yesterday, today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Amen.